Welcome to the Atlanta Sports Podcast, a recap of the week in Atlanta sports, created by Atlanta sports fans for Atlanta sports fans. Welcome to episode 15 of the Atlanta Sports Podcast. Uh, We continue to get lots of great sports topics, even though we're in the middle of this COVID-19 deal. Uh, this week we have the NFL draft, and uh, today we're going to focus on our mock drafts of who we'd like to see the Falcons take in each round. We'll also talk a little bit about uh, Michael Jordan's uh, documentary, The Last Dance, that's aired on ESPN. I believe it was Sunday night that it came on. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about episode one of that. Garrett has his esports update from the homeless man, aka Luke Jackson, and then Lord help us, Jeremy. I think is going to talk about the WWE again. Uh, But before we dive into our mocks, let's talk a little bit about Jordan's Last Dance. I know the other two guys are working on uh, on watching it. I I DVR'd it so I didn't have to watch commercials and then watched a little bit of it late today. Uh, And just had some takeaways that I was was shocked by. One, I had no idea that James Worthy and Michael Jordan played in the UNC together uh, in that championship year, which is pretty pretty spectacular. And the, the quote that sort of jumped out to me was, uh, James Worthy said, I was better than Michael Jordan for about three weeks, uh, which I thought was was pretty hilarious. Just talked about Jordan's work ethic. Uh, if you haven't seen uh, Last Dance, it is it is fantastic. If you're a Jordan fan or even just a basketball fan, uh, it is uh, it is pretty, pretty fantastic. The other one, Jeremy, they uh, they said when Jordan came in in his first year that the Bulls were doing a lot of things that might be looked at as illegal. And the nickname for the Chicago Bulls was the Traveling Cocaine Circus. <laughs> That's what they called your high school basketball team, wasn't it? Wasn't that no, the it was not. Mount Zion Christian, Christian Academy's, Academy's high school, school basketball team was not known as the Traveling Cocaine Circus. <laughs> oh, oh, no mistake. Yeah, I don't know how you yeah. rich kids are. Oh my gosh. No, I was not a rich kid. That is for sure. But uh, so the traveling cocaine circus, Jordan sort of came in and, and broke that up. He said he spent a lot of time just on his own uh, because he didn't want to be around what the other guys were doing. Uh, my other takeaway is, is it is there a worse person in the world to be than Sam Bowie being drafted second and Jordan being picked third? Like that guy is never going to live that down. Who? And then exactly. And then lastly, Jerry Krause, who is the general manager for the Bulls. I know Jeremy's a big basketball fan. Garrett, this might be before your time as you are the youngin' on the podcast. Uh, I had no idea the relationship with Jerry Krause and and Phil Jackson and Jordan and Pippen was so bad. Uh, but but those guys did not get along. Uh, at points you see you see Jordan in the in these this footage, like making fun of Krause, asking him if he's taken his diet pills, like he's just a short fat dude. Ask him, hey, are those your diet pills? Is that what is that what you take to help keep you short? And then at one time, Jordan asked him to come out to the layup line if he wants to know if he wants to come out and do layups with him. And then says we'd have to lower the goal for you. Uh, talking to his general manager, like it was, it was, it wasn't like poking fun at. It was those two guys did not like each other, uh, which was just sort of fascinating to watch. Well, maybe one day we'll get a Ted Turner uh, thirty for thirty kind of film because. I mean, he was kind of the same kind of character where he took over managing the Braves for that one year. That was kind of interesting. I mean, he's he's the same kind of character. That'd be you know, just as interesting. I hadn't had a chance to watch the Jordan 
documentary yet. I mean, I think it's all of 10 parts as well. So, but I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm looking forward. I've got the next episode. Maybe if we if we finish up early tonight, then I'll try to get down and watch the second part of. But it's uh, it is definitely worth watching. It is it is good uh, good TV, especially when there's no sports on. It sort of takes you back to back in the day. But yeah, I would love to see a Ted Turner one too. A thirty for thirty on Ted Turner. That would be that would be awesome. That would be awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm more of a binge guy, so I'll wait till all ten parts come out, then I'll watch them. I'll sit down oh. and you know burn a day. Oh. <laughs> That's a good use of time. Why not? Yeah. Eh. Family will take care of themselves. Oh, my gosh. All right. So, really, the, the meat of tonight's show is on Thursday, we've got the NFL draft, uh, which will be happening from the general manager's homes and from Roger Goodell's basement, which what could go wrong, right? What could go wrong? Imagine these general managers with internet issues and Wi Fi is down and you got to reset a router. And, like, I just. The amount of stuff that can go wrong with this is is unbelievable. I can't wait to see it because someone, you're right, someone's internet's going to go out, someone's phone is going to die because they're too stupid to charge it during the day. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, these these general managers aren't IT guys. Like these guys aren't the ones that set up their internet at home. Somebody came and did that for them. So if anything goes wrong, they're done. Like it's 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 going to be it's going to be interesting to see. I want. I want to have like a, a video footage of pizza being delivered to their house. Uh, you know, just some, I want some behind the scenes footage of this. Someone's seven year old's going to cut the cable line. Something yeah. good will happen. And we yeah. know Dimitrov's going to be on his Peloton with his <laughs> visor. <laughs> on the Peloton during the draft. That's awesome. Yeah. That's... Yeah. Somebody's kid's going to be knocking at the door. I've got to go to the bathroom. You know, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be epic. That's for sure. I wish I wish there was some behind the scenes footage because you know that it's gonna be it's gonna be pandemonium. But for our draft tonight, there will be no pandemonium, just solid picks that we like to see the Falcons take, and uh, we're gonna go through it round by round. Uh, Garrett, I think, is all prepared with some some sounders for our Atlanta Falcons. There was a long delay there, but I'll take it. The draft has officially started. It has officially started. The Falcons are on the clock. And Garrett, will lead off with you with the, uh, with the first pick for the Atlanta Falcons. The Atlanta Falcons. Chase on. Defensive end, LSU. All right, what do you got with, for us for Chase on? Because he's been on everybody's board for the Falcons with their first pick. Yeah, I really got nothing. I just figured the picks pick for itself. <laughs> you did. I, didn't, I didn't really have any, you know, I don't have any notes because I don't have to justify that as much as I'm sure y'all are hammering me on some of these later picks. It's got milk. I do think third. you have to justify I mean, this one. I, I mean, we need an edge guy. And based on the mock draft I did, he was the best guy available. I mean, I, I did look at linebacker. It was tempting. Um, but we need an edge guy, so I went with Chase on. Best available. So, so on, on NFL's draft combine or the NFL.com with their draft combine stuff, his prospect grades a 6.5, and they label him a boom or bust prospect. And if I'm well, that picking – That makes sense for Falcons draft. Man, that's a solid yeah, recommendation. Exactly, right? So I don't know if I want my first-round pick to be a, a boom or bust kind of guy. And they compare him <laughs> – 
and they compare him to Alden Smith, which I'll take the productivity of Alden Smith without the off-field issues of Alden Smith. Exactly. So he's got the he's got the ingredients, he's got the ability to be a good pass rusher. I'm with you. But he also has the ability to be Vic Beasley, you know, 2.0. And I I don't know. I don't want a boomer bust guy, but my first round pick might be exactly the same. We'll see. We'll see. Jeremy, who'd you pick first over first pick for the for the Falcons? I took CJ Henderson, the cornerback from Florida, just because we've got such a hole at cornerback with Drew Font leaving, and he's he seems to be the second best prospect on the board, and he had a good good career at Florida. So um, he was still there in your draft. He was gone. I think he went pick nine in mine. I did like three or four. Yeah, and he was never there. Yeah, he, he was, was there in mine. Me. I mean, he's he's been linked a lot to the Falcons as well. Either, you know, if we stay where we are or if we trade back and, you know, get them there. But, but yeah, on, on yeah. mine, he was available. So, yeah, defensive back is definitely a huge need for us. And I say it's a huge need. I'm not, I'm not too down on, on the guys that we have at defensive back. I'm okay with Sheffield playing there. Uh, you know, I, I think our defensive backs could be okay. I want to just see more depth and I don't really want to draft for depth in my first pick. Uh, but also when it, wouldn't be too upset if we go we go defensive back there. Yeah, uh, I think you're too high on our cornerbacks. I mean, I if, if we if we do improve our D line, that that would help our cornerback play because that's my thought right there. Yeah, right? It our doesn't matter what cornerback you have. Our line play was atrocious last year, so it made our yeah. cornerbacks look even worse. Exactly. So if you improve the D line, you're going to improve any secondary. So that's that's where I would start with is D line. But so with my first pick. I, I did the same as Garrett, even though I I, I badmouthed Garrett's pick. I went with Chase on as well because he is the best defensive end there. And I looked at Kinlaw, who was also there in most of my drafts that I did for the mock draft. And uh, Kinlaw was there as well, but I don't know. I just, I'm not high on Kinlaw uh, like others are. I think he has that same boomer bust, uh, you know, boomer bust prospect as well. And if, if I'm going to take a boom or bus guy, I'd rather have the boom be my edge rusher. Uh, was Espinosa there? Or y- Yes, Espinosa was there, and I was not taking Espinosa or Epinesa, whatever oh. his name is. Oh, interesting, interesting. Yes, I passed on him. But after doing like four mock drafts, I've come to the conclusion of this. I believe there is 0% chance the Falcons pick where they're slotted at in the draft. I think it's 0%. Are y'all with me? Are they moving, or you think they're staying where they're at? God, I hope not. I hope they stay where they're at. I mean, we we need all the picks we can get. I mean, unless you're finding a way to trade a pick from next year, I don't. I don't want to throw away one of our picks from this year. Yeah, I, I don't know how they move up. Like Jeremy said, we need all the picks we can get, but it seems like every hour today, I was seeing another team was willing to trade their first round pick. So, unfortunately, I think the Falcons are going to make a move and it's going to hurt our depth. And uh, Dimitrov, this will be his last draft. So, there we go. I mean, we already traded. What if, what if well, we know we have a need at linebacker and this messes up our entire mock draft because in our mocks that we did, we couldn't trade. Oh, right? I'm not so taking I'm going to throw a wrench in nope. right in the very nope. beginning. Yeah, it's too late. It's happening. What if the Falcons trade down? pick up a pick and draft Kenneth Murray, say at pick 21, pick up another pick later in the draft and then package those up 
to move up in the end of the first round and pick up another another either defensive end or defensive tackle. Yeah, how do we how do we answer this question? <laughs> I I mean I, I like where you're going with Kenneth Murray. Yeah, but see, I've got Garrett on I, my side. <laughs> you've, you've piqued my interest. Uh, <laughs> I mean that, yeah. If if we got an extra pick, I'm okay with that. I just don't see a way we can move up and get rid of the few picks that we have. Right. So my hope is I agree. Like we don't want to, to give up picks moving up to that first pick that we have. If we move back though and pick up another, uh, another pick, then because to me, I don't see anybody at 16 that I go, I've got to have him at 16. Right. Like if we took Murray at 16, yeah, I agree. it's too high. You can take, you could take him Probably. six spots lower. Right. Right. Can we so can that, we all can we all agree not to take a quarterback in the first three rounds? I think two out of three of us can, but because if if we the t- first two rounds, yes, but if 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 Hertz is available at pick in the third round, Hertz is not a pro uh, quarterback. I take him, Garrett. He's a winner. Like the dude Hertz, wins he, everywhere he's been. He's a winner. I agree, but I don't think the coaching staff the Falcons have would know how to handle him. Let's be honest. They're not going to be there by the time he's playing anyways. Yeah, but then, so why take him? Correct. Do it next Why year. do the Patriots and why do these other top flight teams take a quarterback and then develop Because they have better coaches that know how to use them. No, they don't get used. They just get used in the preseason. They build a reputation and then they trade him for a better pick. Not always. All that. I mean, no. One or two times they've been able to do that. Most of the time they end up just sitting as backups until they release them. I don't know. I'd like to see. I'd like to see a capable backup. I wouldn't complain if we took him in the third round. But I've got another quarterback to take even later in the draft. So let's move on to our our second round pick, pick number forty seven overall. Garrett, who do you take in the second round? The Atlanta Falcons. J.K. Dobbins, running back, Ohio State. I had a feeling you'd go with that. And I will say, I tried to look. DB this pick uh, and just wasn't impressed with what was available. Um, I was really looking at running back probably fourth round. Uh, maybe go with Cam Akers. Uh, but again, there just really wasn't a player available that I thought could help us. Uh, so I took J.K. Dobbins. Also, I'm not as high on Todd Gurley as maybe some people are. Uh, I'm, I don't know how his knees are. I think there's going to be several games where he's just absent or maybe doesn't suit up for whatever reason. So I think we need a top-notch running back this year. Agree, disagree. I thought Jeremy was going to have a comment for no knees, Todd. Uh, my second-round pick is J.K. Dobbins from the Ohio State University. What is wrong you with you two? Taking <laughs> a running back in the second I feel round? Validated. Oh no, my I just, god! I just told you I wasn't looking running back. He's a really with, good player. Who I was think. available? And I he, think that was the best option. Correct. He was available in my draft. Tired Gurley is probably a one one year option at best. You have Dobbin. I mean, you have him, Dobbins come in and you know sit behind him for a year, and he'll be the starter next year. I mean, I think it's the perfect fit. And if he uh. if, he, if he doesn't work out, you resign Gurley if he has a good you year. Don't. Jeremy, you can be in charge of the of the salary cap for the Falcons, but you cannot be in charge. Neither one of y'all can be in charge of drafts. I think my draft is fired. better than yours. 
Let's keep yeah. going. So you you can't yeah, go. Yeah. Let's let's get to the end of this before we. You want to take a quarterback us. in the third round, sir? <laughs> Spoiler alert: Your quarterback got kicked off of his own team. So right. you can't go running back in the second round. You just you can't they're go two. Back in the round. They're a dime a dozen. Like you can find a running back in free agency. You can find a running back later no, in the draft. Just, Dobbins is a good like, player. You like, don't pick a running back in the only, second round. Dobbins is good. There's a difference though. Is Ezekiel Elliott versus I don't know who's another running back in the league that you would take in the fourth round? There is a difference sometimes in, in the talent of running back, and if you can get a young kid like Dobbins for what was it three four years in the second round, I take it. Well, I did not go offense. My first two picks, all of them are on the defense. Actually, the first three picks of me for me are all on the defensive side of the ball. I went uh, linebacker, Zach Bond from uh, the Wisconsin. Is that is that allowed to happen? Can you can you add no, the in no, front? No. Of it? I can't say that. Nope. So the dude was a superstar coming out of high school at the quarterback me, position, and then transitioned into playing linebacker. And how became many games do you watch play, at the linebacker position? Let me sum up Wisconsin linebackers for you: white dude, slow. That's about it. You're saying the dude's a white dude and slow just based off his name. Is this is this another radio station that happens on uh, the six, the AM dial? Hey, I'm taking that because he plays linebacker at Wisconsin. Hey Garrett, he is not a white dude that's slow. What do you think the over under of games that Daniel watched this guy play? I don't know. He, he was an he was an expert on uh, Iowa football, so I guess he's a big Big, <laughs> big Ten fan now. All I did was watch watch film and look at reviews. And the dude had 19 and a half tackles for loss and 12 and a half sacks last year. So I'll take it. He also is listed as a boomer bust prospect, but I think next to Deion Jones, he could be uh, he could be a beast for us. And I'm actually pretty confident we're going to take him in the second round of the draft. So we need to maybe make some uh, some sort of bets on this, uh, some non financial wagers. But I go Zach Bond, round two for the Falcons. And I'm confident in my pick. All right, Garrett, round three. The Atlanta Falcons. Neville Gallimore, defensive tackle, Oklahoma. And I Neville, know, okay, you're going to Neville gonna Chamberlain, laugh. are we talking World War One? Okay, obviously y'all don't know anything about the draft or NFL <laughs> prospects. And you're going to hammer me because he's an Oklahoma guy. Oh, shocker. But. Okay, number one, he's a projected top 40 pick, which obviously I haven't done any research to not even know his name. So if a kid's available in the mid-third round when he's going to probably be gone in the early second round, I'm going to take him. He's a beast in the middle to go next to Grady. He ran a 4.79 at the Combine. He's from Canada, Mr. Bartz. Oh, hang on. I'm a fan six, of three, Neville. 6'3", 307. I mean, he's a big time player. Like I say it. Most people have him going a top forty pick. You know, late first, maybe, probably early to mid second round. So basically, so he's got lucky in this draft, and he slid to you. And there's really no chance that we pick him. To, to be uh, fair. probably, but I actually did a few <laughs> mocks when he was available in the third round, so I picked him up finally. Yeah, he's probably not there, but I take him and, and just strengthen our D line even more. To be fair, I didn't know Oklahoma played anyone on defense. 
you go. <laughs> There's that. All right. So have, you go. You go. I knew you were going to laugh. That's why I came with some stats. Okay. Like round three. Neville. Yeah. Round three, I'll take defensive lineman from Alabama, Raekwon Davis. I think it's a great, uh, kind of like Garrett said. I mean, Alabama actually plays defense generally. So I think <laughs> we'll he, throw some stats out there. I think he'd bit. be a great fit. In, to to put next to Grady, I mean he's a he's a big run stuffer, so it would it would help solve that and hopefully allow our DNs to to focus more on on the rush. So, all right, um, I'm with hope- Jeremy. Third third overall third overall third round pick for the Falcons. I wish it was third overall. That'd be sweet. Uh, third round pick for the Falcons. I'm with Jeremy on uh, on Raquan Davis from Alabama. And Garrett, our guy is six six three eleven. I'll take yeah, my I mean, six six three eleven guy. Uh, they rate him on uh, NFL.com as a 6.5 and guaranteed to be a starter within the first two seasons. Four pound difference. That's, uh, and big, and big. Three, three, three inches. inches in height. I don't know if you want him to be that big in the middle. How tall is Grady? Grady's uh, actually just a short little dude. All right. You got two big bowling balls plugging up the middle of your D line there. But the dude is a, he's a, he's a gamer. Like, his sophomore season, he was fantastic. In 2017, uh, he had a, a awesome performance in the in his playoff appearances. He had 10 tackles, two sacks, and an interception in the two playoff wins or, uh, that Alabama was in in 2017. Uh, I mean, the guy's just he's just a player, and I think next to Grady, sort of like what you were saying, he'd be he'd be a beast. And they compare him to uh, DeForest Buckner. Uh, with his NFL comparison. So I'd like to see him if he's there in the third round. I think he's a steal. Uh, I really yeah, I agree. Sounds like your guy'd be pretty good too, Garrett, but I don't think he's going to be there in the third round. I got some Zach Bond stats. It's a little late, but oh, maybe gosh. we'll come back to it at the end of the show. Oh gosh. All right. So let's move on then to our fourth round pick, the Atlanta Falcons 119th overall pick. Go for it, Garrett. The Atlanta Falcons. Jake Hansen, center, Oregon. Uh, this one, go ahead. I'm saying I can't disagree on this one. I think this is a pretty good pick. Yeah, this was, I kind of, for the late rounds, tried to change my philosophy to some of the kind of older guys. Like Jake Hansen, he's a four-year starter at Oregon. I've got my own opinions on Oregon, but semi-major team, college team, I guess. <laughs> Uh, but to be a four-year starter, pretty big dude, 6'4", 303. I see him as maybe he's a guard for a year or two and then moves to center once we need it. I don't know. There's a lot of pros and cons for him on the NFL draft review. Some of his athletic uh, movement may not be as quick, but I don't know. A guy who can start all four years at a major school, I'll take a shot on him. Yeah, that's. I think that's a pretty solid pick as well. Uh, I we went same position group, Garrett, for our uh, our fourth round pick, but I didn't go same guy. But Jeremy, who'd you go with fourth fourth round? I went with the guard from Ohio State, Jonathan Jackson. I mean, it's the same kind of idea. It's just somebody who can come in the rotation and hopefully be a starter eventually, or at least give us some decent playing time. And we need we need huge improvements on both of our lines line of scrimmage. So hopefully, you know. We we get as many players as we can and kind of figure out who sticks. 
Yeah, I'm with you. It's offensive line, I think, is definitely a, a target area for this draft, but not early because we invested a lot last year. So I, I see these fourth through, you know, the two fourths and the seventh as being an area where we see offensive line uh, be be addressed. But my pick was Matt Hennessy, who also is a center uh, and played at uh, Temple, which is not uh, not Oregon. I'd rather have I'd rather be playing at Oregon, but gets a six point two on his rating from NFL.com and uh, predicting him to be a uh, originally a backup who who moves into a starter role, which sort of sounds exactly what what we need him to do. Talks about how he has good hand placement, good leverage, uh, and good athletic ability. Uh, he just isn't as big of a dude as uh, as you might see some others at center. So, um, but has the the skill and ability to play the position. So I'd like to, I'd like to see him go center, whether it's Matt Hennessy or uh, Garrett. Who was your guy? Jake Hansen. There we go, Jake Hansen. Whether it's whether it's one of those two, I, I would like to see a traditional center drafted, then maybe moved from that you know, center to a guard, then moved back into the center where they've they've played before, compared to trying to take a guard and groom them for a position they hadn't played before. But all right, so we've got another fourth round pick. Garrett, you leading us off again. The Atlanta Falcons. Tanner Muse, safety, Clemson. Now this one's definitely a long shot. I'll put that out there. <laughs> White boy ran a four four one at the combine. He was a three year starter at Clemson, which is you know that's that's pretty good. Uh, led the team with four picks his senior year. Uh, the the news on him is he's probably going to make a switch. Need to make a switch to linebacker in the NFL. Put on some pounds. He's two twenty seven now. You know, put on some more weight. Uh, but he's athletic, he's quick, someone who can play outside, cover the tight ends well. He's really good at tracking the ball in the air. Also a big special teams guy, which I think once you get this late in the draft, to make the team, they got to play special teams. So Absolutely. To talk to my Clemson uh, insider, and I was kind of spot on on the analysis. They, they said against elite uh, receivers, he would get lost sometimes, uh, but covering tight ends or you know coming up and – making a big tackle closer to the line of scrimmage uh, is really where he excelled. So Tanner Muse, you know, maybe takes a year to put on some weight and develop, play some special teams, but potential starting outside linebacker, maybe year two. Yeah, and I, I read that his NFL comparison was Jason Seahorn. <laughs> is that just because they're comparing him to another white dude? Is that the reasoning? That's I was slow. leaning towards, more that's, towards Luke Keekley. That's uh, slow. <laughs> <laughs> He's quick, man. Quickest white boy at the combine. Oh, my gosh. All right, Jeremy, who'd you go with that second, fourth round pick? I went with deep defense alum and Richard Lawrence from LSU. You know, it's just it's just really volume on the on the both sides of the line that I was looking for because, you know, we we need we need a huge transformation there because just our performance last year is not going to get done, and that's the reason we were seven and nine again, so. Yeah, offensive and defensive lines both, you know, continue to be a, a sort of a sore spot for the Falcons. And honestly, since we've been, all been Falcons fans, it's sort of been a sore spot for the Falcons. We we can never seem to get the the, the two lines right. Uh, yeah, the only time which, we've, I mean, we've had to bring in like veterans from other teams is the only time we've really kind of had any success. I mean, we had you know Abraham forever, and then we brought in. 
Oh, man. Yeah, bringing in guys has sort of been our our sort of sort of last last ditched effort to uh, to try to save the lines. But even I mean, look at uh, look at our center currently. I mean, he's brought in from uh, was it? Yeah, was it, he come from Cleveland. Chicago? Mac- oh, you're Cleveland. right. He came from Cleveland. Yeah. So you know, we're bringing in even our center to try to try to save us from somewhere else. But all right. So with my f- second fourth round pick, I went with Jabari Zuniga. Which I'm hoping I'm saying his name right. That's uh, he, not right. That can't be right. It's it's. <laughs> why can't that be right? It's spelled Z U N I G A. How do you pronounce it? Hey, just say it again. Go for it. No, no, no <laughs> I, I'm not going to say it again. You got one take out of me, and that's all you're getting. So he's a defensive end from Florida, actually from Marietta. Uh, good old Georgia boy, um, but uh, you know he. He's sort of like what Jeremy's saying, trying to fill a need, see if you get uh, get somebody that can that can uh, rush the passer. He's a former uh, former basketball guy growing up as well, um, and you know he's got he's got ability. They compare him to Robert Quinn, which was a guy that the Falcons actually looked at in this last offseason. So I wouldn't be surprised to see uh, to see him fall to the Falcons there with that second fourth round pick while they keep trying to address that uh, that defensive line. So. All right, that means we got one more selection left. It's a seventh round pick. Garrett, go for it. The Atlanta Falcons select. All right, I know I'm going to get more again on this one. Parnell Motley, cornerback, Oklahoma. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay. I'm just surprised it's, you didn't say Georgia Tech guys. Uh, yeah, well, unfortunately, there was none to select. <laughs> um, all right, it's, it's round seven. It's really such a long shot on this pick. So I at least went with someone I'm familiar with. Um, but to his credit, Parnell Motley, his senior year, when he actually had a decent coaching staff and defensive coordinator, he made some huge progress. Um, he's a physical guy playing a, playing a lot of man press coverage. Uh, he actually held seven of 15 matchups to zero catches last year, including the Bolitnikoff winner and two projected first-round receivers, uh, and had the second-lowest completion percentage of draftable quarterbacks or uh, yeah, cornerbacks. Uh, so I also have him as a developmental guy, but he's a physical guy, five force fumbles, big special teams guy too. So, you know, potential that could be developed more and be a starting cornerback, you know, a year or two down the road. Well, I'll take it. I mean, seventh round pick, it's just a, a shot in the dark. Really anything past the third round is a shot in the dark, but anything we can develop to improve defensive side of the ball, I'm all for. But what do you have, Jeremy? I have Leroy Jenkins. He's left guard. Leroy Jenkins. <laughs> <laughs> How could you not say that? All right. Tell us more about Leroy Jenkins. Uh, he's great at multiplayer games. <laughs> no, that's not that's not a real player. Uh, it's the seventh <laughs> round. Who cares? <laughs> Did you just make up a guy seriously? Yeah, that's not that's not a real player. Oh, that's fantastic! He Do just I walked really... away from his computer. Yeah, his yeah. draft's over. <laughs> There's a chance a general manager could do that on Thursday. The that's guess. when you're gonna see the that's the when you're guess. gonna see the kids uh, in the round seven. The GM's kids are just gonna be sitting there. Uh, pick whoever you want. Yeah, yeah the, picks. The, the player I really picked just by random selection 
was a javelin Godry cornerback out of Utah. So I'm big. I'm big on him. I think he could really come in and make a difference. And, you know, he had a great year last year. So, yeah. well, with, with my seventh round pick, I'm going to start the QB controversy, and I'm taking Kelly Bryant from Missouri because why not? It's the seventh round, and if you're going to take a guy that uh, has played at the at the highest level at Clemson and then over at Missouri, I'll take Kelly Bryant. And give him a shot. See what he can do. He, he's been a dual threat guy. He runs that that RPO stuff. Um, he played at Clemson by default. And as soon as a real quarterback came in, he got wow. kicked out of town. Wow. Wow. So, yes, I'll, I'll take Kelly Bryant in that seventh pick, seventh round pick just to uh, have a developmental quarterback, see if he can, he can make the roster as a third QB. And that wraps up, Garrett, our, uh, our 2020 NFL draft, our first mock of all time. Hopefully many more to come. We need them to rise up in this draft because we got a lot of holes to fill. All right, so let's get away from the Falcons unless you'll have anything else to wrap up with before we move on to uh, some of our other other teams here in Atlanta. Uh, no, I'm, I mean, I'm just kind of hoping that Thomas Dimitrov does something similar to what we've outlined because uh, he has a bad history of doing crazy things on draft night. So I, mean, I think we all made put together a list that would definitely help our team next year. So. I did see one mock draft uh, with the Falcons taking one of the Alabama receivers in the first round. So. Yes, I, saw, I saw the same thing about lost my mind. <laughs> and I said that hopefully, if that happens, we're Dimitrov choosing. Dimitrov hasn't seen that. <laughs> we're choosing a new team if we draft a wide receiver in the first round. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. I, I would. Uh, I may abandon ship. This may become the uh, the Nashville sports podcast. I don't like, know. They picked up Vic, so. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I could take uh I could take us taking a wide receiver in the first round. That would be brutal. But the guy that, that did this mock then went in to try to talk about how it would make our offense so dynamic. Like Matt Ryan would get killed because our offensive coordinator would throw the ball ninety percent of the time and our offensive line can't block. Well, and you you've got to have dynamic play calling to have a dynamic offense. That is true. That is true. Yeah, I'm uh I do not want to see us take a wide receiver with that first pick. That would be that would be brutal. So all right, Garrett, your favorite man. You've got a strange fascination with the homeless man Luke Jackson. What do you have for us with the esports update? Lucas Jackson. Well, as the we speak, it's Hang about on, Lucas. Nine have you become that close where you call him Lucas now? Oh yeah, we're tight. Your boys Lucas on Skywalker the Twitter. Jackson. Of course. <laughs> uh so the next round of games are actually kicking off right now. Uh, Luke Jackson has four games against, uh, let's see, the Indians, the Dodgers, the Angels, and the Royals. Uh, he's currently 5-7, and seven, still sitting in third spot in the NLE. So expecting big things from him tonight, uh, really making a charge up the standings uh, to get in prime position for the playoffs starting soon. Like, is or anybody Luke really Jackson. watching this? People play the show? I don't know. Honestly, I tried to watch it earlier before we started this, and nothing would work. So, apparently, you can watch on Twitch. Maybe the kids are familiar with these days. I don't know anything about it. Yeah, I'm with you there. Although me and Jeremy still need to play our uh, our Madden game. Garrett did some research. Apparently, it's fifty dollars to do the digital download, which is ridiculous. Oh, so I that found a better get way. Cheaper. 
In, you, in lightness, uh, in lightness. You sign up for the EA Access, which is yes. four ninety nine for a month to month subscription, and uh, uh, it comes with Madden. So you can pay five bucks, get Madden for the month, and then I can cancel it. And you can cancel yeah. it, Garrett. You're brilliant. Good job, Garrett. There's always a, there's always a way to cheat the system. <laughs> People like you that make things more expensive for everybody else. Make the world go around. All right, Jeremy. Fortunately, Garrett's esports update on the homeless man is complete. Do you have any fascinating news for us on the WWE, which is now considered a essential essential business in Florida? Of course, it's an essential business. It keeps me entertained. It's the only sports outlet that we have for the next three months. So I had to mix it up a little this week because you know last week we recorded on Tuesday, so I could talk about the best night of. Best match of the night from Raw. So this week comes from Friday Night SmackDown. So I'm just going to go that with kind of the best moment of the night, I thought, which was when uh, Braun Strowman came to talk with about Bray, Bray Wyatt on a moment of bliss. So <laughs> what are you laughing about, Daniel? <laughs> I'll have, have some respect. My microphone. This is, I have some this, respect. This is unbelievable. All right, continue. I, my, my let's, set the, let's set the mood, Jeremy. Yeah, please. Okay. <laughs> Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross invited Braun Strowman to a moment of bliss. The monster among men explained that the past was with the past with Bray Wyatt, and he was looking towards the future. Strowman found a present waiting under the turnbuckle. When he opened it, he found an old black sheep mask. As he stared at it, as he stared at it, Wyatt's laugh echoed through the performance center. So, I mean, it was just really a, you know, kind of haunting moment when you heard Bray Wyatt's laugh just echo through the center. And it's got no fans. I mean, it's really eerie. So, I mean, it was just kind of, that was kind of my moment. Any thoughts? Oh, my goodness. That's two minutes of my life I can't get back. This is what we we have to relate to when there's no sports, so... Come back, sports. True. We miss you. Keeping the people <laughs> informed. I like it. Come back, sports. We miss you. Hey, we stole something from ESPN. That was even. All right, guys. Anything else before we wrap up a a forty minute episode when there's no sports on? Still blows my mind. We come up have with mercy some pretty on great people content. who listen to this. I don't know. We should get an award or something. Like we a should get an award. Feel free to send cash, Smoothie King gift cards, or anything else. To Garrett, you can find him at his address. I'm not like Garrett. I'm not going to give out his address like he gives out my phone number. Hey, give it out, man. The more the merrier. To be honest, Garrett, I don't really know your address or else I probably would have. <laughs> Are we really friends? Hopefully I'm going to take, take that as a no. And with that, we'll wrap up episode 15 of the Atlanta Sports Podcast. Thanks, y'all, for listening. Another episode in the books. If you don't already, please go ahead and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. We're going to continue to deliver weekly updates on our Atlanta sports teams, regardless of if there's sports going on. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter to see what we're talking about at ATL Sport Podcast. That's at ATL Sport Podcast. And you can find additional content on our website, the Atlanta Sports Podcast.com. As always, thank you for listening and have a great week, Atlanta.